Hi, I'm Tim Schweitzer, and today we're going to meet with Hal Goodale, the owner of Goodale Farms. We're going to walk the farm and see what he has to offer on this episode of Local Long Island. On the menu, pig. Let me take you on a journey as we search the native region for the freshest and cleanest ingredients possible. No need to be eating chemical-laden foods filled with growth hormones and nitrates. We are going off the grid and into the unknown, right in your own backyard, on this episode of Local Long Island. I gathered my crew and we headed out east to the best pork farm on this side of the Hudson to meet the Prince of Pig. I spent my fair share of time with some cob rollers back in my day, but I hear Hal's sounder of swine would put them all to shame. We're out here in Riverhead, New York, and this is one lucky goat because I'm starving. But we're here to swine, dine, and unwind with owner Hal Goodow. Hal, so we're at the pig farm here. Thank you so much for showing it to us. So what do we have going on here? We have two separate pens. Yeah, we, we've, got, we've got little pigs in one area and the bigger pigs in, the, in another area. Is that it's better to keep them separated. Yeah, why is that? Uh, just size alone, they'll, the bigger they are, the more they'll bully mm -hmm. each other. And you know, as they grow, they'll get moved in or some of the smaller ones get used for barbecues or... Oh, they do the whole pig roast? Yes. Now, what age What age are they before they can do that? How many pounds? What are we looking at? Anywhere from 40 to 100 pounds is barbecue size. Or, oh, yeah? Or, or bigger, but most of the time it's that size. And the big guys, they just go to slaughter? They go to slaughter for you know, pork chopped ribs, sausage, uh, hams, everything. And um, the, the pigs were primarily a dairy farm. The pigs fit in nicely because in, in the dairy we make cheese and the byproduct of cheese is whey, which is very high in protein. And instead of disposing of it down into the septic, we feed it to the pigs because it's very high in protein and helps them grow. So it eliminates waste on our farm and they're not getting any commercial feeds that have got different, everything that people don't want in it. Mm -hmm. uh, so everything they're eating is coming coming from here and making you know, pretty much an all natural oil farm yeah, diet so, of the pig. Yeah, we're keeping everything localized, right. all the ingredients, our local, even the feed, yes. for the pig. How many times do they breed a year? How many pigs are you turning over out of this farm? You know, 70, 80 pigs a year. Mm -hmm. um, Breeding-wise, they'll breed about every four months. They can, it's three weeks, three months, three weeks, and three days is their gestation, so they could go about three times a year. I mean, what type of pigs are these? Are they, uh, I see we have some black ones, some pink ones. We've got a bunch of different breeds. We don't, we're not really breed specific. A lot of people want to go with some type of heritage breed or something. We just go with a typical land race or Yorkshire or Hampshire or whatever we, whatever we come across. And, you know, if we're, we find some, we get some given to us sometimes or we go out and buy some extras if we need them and, and just mix them up. They're on their own. I mean, we give them water and the food, and then when it's time to <laughs> time to introduce them to the CSA package or market, then that's where they are. So the CSA, what are you? How does the CSA work when people are coming in and they pick up meat weekly? With our CSA, it's 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 you know dairy and meat and produce you know from our farm. You get a certain amount each week of 
of each, and it should our typical CSA should feed a family of four to five, you know, 80% of their meal, so they don't have to go to the grocery store for much, and they know where everything's coming from, that it's, you know, it's from this farm, they can come visit the farm, they can feed the babies, they can see what's being grown, and see that, you know, everything that we're doing is, you know, utilizing everything on the farm and minimizing yeah. waste and, and putting it into to the product. Yeah, that's excellent. I mean, they can come here, you have a beautiful farm, they can feed the goats, the chickens. Yes. And uh, what's the CSA, what does that cost per week? It's $75 per week. We bill it monthly, so it's $300 a month. And, um, and it gets delivered right to your doorstep in a cooler and everything's there. Yeah, you know, that's, that's considering it's not bad at all. You're getting everything locally sourced. You're not going to the supermarket and buying meats with hormones and eating all that garbage, empty calories. You can get everything here, and you're going to save yourself on medical bills in the long run. And we're, and we're challenging people. We're giving them, giving them some things that they might not normally eat, and we have a chef that we send out recipes each week with what you're getting. So if you haven't cooked kale before, here's a recipe for cooking kale, or yeah. here's a recipe for doing this and interacting it with some of the cheeses or, or different things that you're getting. You're really doing an excellent job with the CSA program here, Hal. I think it's, a, it's great for people to be eating localized ingredients. They know where they're getting them from. They're healthy. And lastly, about the pigs, do you slaughter them here? No. No, we take, there are no slaughter facilities on Long Island, so we either have to take them to Rhode Island or to Pennsylvania. So we've, over the last year or two, we found it's easier to get them on a trailer and take a nice boat ride over to Rhode Island. And, uh, and we bring it back, it's vacuum sealed and frozen. And that's what we use for our CSA, and that's what we also sell on our stand or, or at farmer's markets. So everything, it's, it's already, pre-sealed, you yeah. don't have to eat it that night, you can we keep it. We found that freezing is the best, the best way to preserve your food. If, you, if you're buying food, I always tell a lot of my customers, I said, when we do cut meat here, you cut a piece of meat and it's, you, know, you get this beautiful red piece of meat. If I stick it in a refrigerator, tomorrow it's gonna be as brown as my shoe. It's not bad, it's just brown. Mm -hmm. So you ask yourself, how does that food in the supermarket stay nice and red? Well, they do what's called a atmosphere modified packaging, modified atmospheric packaging, where they basically pump carbon monoxide into the meat and then seal it, and it stays nice and red. I guess it's okay for you, but I don't, I don't stick my mouth on the muffler of my car, but. Yeah, well, carbon monoxide is poison. It's, it's something I definitely wouldn't want to be eating anyways. So I'd rather come here to Good Owl Farm and uh, do the CSA program. Sure. And you also have a full service dairy farm, you said? Yes, yes, and that's part of the CSA. and where we, we milk cows and goats here on our farm. We glass bottled milk. We don't take anything out of it. It's a low temperature pasteurization, so it's a full whole milk mm -hmm. that's, that's good for you. All the, all the enzymes and everything are alive in it. And then we make, from our milk, we make cheese, butter, ice cream, yogurt, uh, and, and anything that comes that, that's dairy. Well, it sounds like you have enough going on with your dairy farm here that hopefully I can come back later on in the season and do an episode. Sure, you're welcome back anytime. Excellent. Let's take a walk up and we'll get you some pork. Cool. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to the kitchen and uh, cook up a couple recipes. Oh, it'd be great. With some fresh pork in hand, I head back to the kitchen aroused with culinary ambition. I'm a huge fan of pigs. I used to keep one as a pet myself, but every time he turned his back, I was salivating at the sight of his plump rump. But that's a story for another time. Let's get on with the cooking. So we're back from Goodell Farm with these two delicious pork chops. So let's get started on our first recipe. First things first, we stopped at Margine Farm and picked up this fresh local garlic. 
with this protrusion on it. And why they leave this on is because they will actually get a couple heads of garlic together. And when this begins to dry, they can braid them up into a cute little thing. I mean, how adorable is that? I'd buy it. But not really into that. So we'll get rid of that. And we are gonna get into the good stuff. Couple cloves of garlic. Don't mind the dirt, completely organic. You'll live. Break apart, couple cloves. Give them a little smash. And we're good there. So we have our garlic and we're gonna take our pork. You're gonna wanna put them on your cutting board and just drizzle them in a little olive oil. Just rub that in gently. Just get it massaged with the oil. And if the pig doesn't seem to be taking the oil, spank it. Let him know who's boss. Flip that baby over on the pan. A little more olive oil. Rub it in. See, now he knows. We go, get them nice and coated, wipe our hand with a sanitary rag. And we're gonna go ahead and put one clove of garlic on each shot. One smashed clove, don't worry about it, you're not gonna mince it, you're not gonna dice it, just throw it right on top. Now, we're gonna go for our rosemary. Don't put the whole sprig on, because you're gonna wanna eat it. The rosemary sprig's a little woody, so we're gonna pick the pieces of rosemary off and just lay them right on top. Now pigs are fascinating animals, as we saw at the farm. Pigs are actually said to be as smart, if not smarter, than dogs. I used to have a pig myself, so I am well aware of their genius. They may be smarter, they may be as smart as dogs, but, you know, I'm sure they don't taste as good, so we'll leave dogs off season one. Now, once we have our rosemary, we're gonna go ahead with a little Himalayan sea salt. Give it a generous coating, because we're only gonna coat one side of these. If you coat both sides, the oil's gonna slosh in around, and it's just gonna bring that seasoning off the meat. So we're just gonna go ahead with one side. You can do both if you like. That's fine by me. But this is my show. We'll do it this way. Half the amount of sea salt. You know me, we're always going heavy with the pepper. Like a little bit of kick. Excellent. Love a generous topping of black pepper. Fresh black pepper only, none of that other garbage. And we're going in on our thyme, and we're gonna leave the thyme on the sprig because we're gonna actually remove this before we serve our pork chops. We took the rosemary off, so you can eat it as is, but they do not call it tedious thyme for no reason. All these little tiny leaves would need to be picked off and placed on the pork. And quite frankly, I'm not all about that. I'm just gonna place them on and you'll be just fine. Wait, forgot one thing. We'll take them off real quick. Don't worry about it, not a big deal. See the gristle here? 
This is what keeps all the moisture in your pork. You don't have to cut it. I prefer to. What I do, normally people are gonna take this gristle off and they're gonna throw it out because it's garbage. I take my knife and I just go through and I just make little slices throughout the gristle and it's gonna crisp up and be delicious almost, but not quite like pork cracklings. It's gonna be soft, it's gonna be delectable, it's gonna be delicious. So we're just gonna run our knife through. And when you're done with both of them, it's gonna look like that. You just wanna run your knife through the pork, give it more surface area so it can crisp up in the oven. I'm gonna finish up this other pork chop we're gonna pop these little babies in the oven at 400 degrees for 20 minutes and don't go anywhere because we are coming in hot with a white wine cream sauce and bacon wrapped peppers stuffed with cheese that you are not gonna to wanna to miss. Our pork chops are in the oven and it's time to get started on our bacon wrapped cheese stuffed peppers and a wine cream sauce for our pork. Let's get to it. First thing we're gonna do is we're gonna cut our chili peppers in half. We're gonna do six of them. These are big chili peppers, so they're not gonna be quite as hot as a jalapeno. These are a little more mild, so I prefer to use these when I have a bunch of guests over who don't really like a lot of heat or I'm not sure. It's a much safer option. And they're larger, so I can make less of them to feed more. Keep on going on. There we go. So, our peppers are done. Now what we wanna do is just take out the pith. It's all this white, we'll take out the seeds. It's a little bitter. Just keep on going. So our chops are in the oven, they're cooking up. And a pork chop is actually almost as lean as chicken, but higher in potassium and iron. So all you pork naysayers, pork haters out there, Chew on that one, if you know what I mean. Just keep on going here. I mean, I guess we can't say the same for bacon. I imagine chicken is just a touch healthier for you, but bacon is delicious. That's what you're using today. So deal with it. If you don't like bacon, I guess don't make the recipe. Now, we have our peppers open, ready to be stuffed. We have some Goodell Farm goat cheese. It's a chef, it's young. We're gonna pop this in, half a cup, and we have a sharp cheddar cow cheese. We can go ahead and add in another half cup. All right, that should be enough. Now, we're just gonna smush the cheese up, combine both the cheddar and the young goat, With that combined, I'm just gonna go ahead and start stuffing our peppers. So we are just gonna keep stuffing our peppers and see how the cheese sticky, it's not loose, it's not runny. That's exactly how you wanna be when the goat cheese combines with the cheddar, turns into a paste. We're just gonna continue to stuff our peppers. You're gonna stuff both halves and we're gonna combine them. You don't have to overdo it. You don't want the peppers overflowing. 
because they're gonna go together, they're gonna melt together. You don't want much cheese oozing out, though it will be inevitable. Spreading that cheese in our peppers. And just finish cheesing up your peppers. And we're gonna fall one pepper short, that's fine. Just do what you can. Can't all be perfect, though I try. Take that pepper, give it to the dog, throw it out for our sake. We have all of our peppers stuffed with cheese. Let's go ahead and wrap them with some bacon. Now the hard part. Should have kept them a little more organized, but we're gonna have to match these peppers back up. And as long as they're close enough, they'll work just fine. We'll take our first one, swipe these seeds out of the way, and you're gonna wanna put your bacon down to wrap your pepper. Now, it doesn't matter if the peppers are exactly the same, because this bacon is gonna create a crispy crust on the outside to hold in all that delicious, delectable cheese. So there we go. We have our first pepper wrapped, and look at that. Put him down, and we're gonna match up our second pepper, and we are just gonna keep it coming. Bacon, again, and look at this bacon. This isn't store-bought bacon. This is thick-cut, fresh. See that vein of fat? It doesn't have chemicals added to it, like that stuff in the store that keeps it bright red. This is all-natural, locally-raised pork. That's what you want in your diet. Go ahead, wrap around up. You wanna make sure you're covering all the seams on the pepper so your cheese does not escape. And just wrap around up. Next pepper. These guys certainly do not match, so we're gonna have to double wrap it. And we'll start from the tail end. Oh yeah, shoddy this one. Now, on to a hot grill. Oh yeah, that's what you wanna hear. You wanna hear that sizzle, you wanna hear that char, you want a hot grill, not medium, not low. You're not gonna get that same crispy bacon effect and that charred flavor to the pepper. Let's pop these other guys on. And the last two. Okay, and now a wipe with the sanitary towel, and we are on to our cream wine sauce. Put this on the heat. You don't want your pan too hot when you start the sauce. We'll take this lid off. Now, for the sauce, we're going to add one cup of heavy cream. and just give it a little stir. You don't want that cream sticking in the bottom of the pan even though it's not that hot yet. Fresh cracked black pepper always goes in everything. Absolutely everything. 
Get in with some crush, sea salt. Here we go, keep it coming. That pink salt. You don't want to go too far in that because the bacon's salty, the pork's a little salty, and we already salted the pork itself, the chops, so you don't want to overdo the sauce. So we are going to bring the heat up on this sauce just a bit to get her going. We're going to wait on the flour. We're going to do a rough chop on some parsley. You want to avoid the stems. So if you get a little stem in it, it's not a big deal, but you want to keep primarily the leaves in the sauce. Now we have about half cup of parsley. Just run it through. One more time. Now I put parsley in anything. I think it's one of the most mild herbs that goes with literally everything. Adding fresh parsley to a dish, you can't go wrong. Boom. And we're picking up a little simmer on this sauce. You do not want to let it go too far because this will burn. We can turn this heat down a little bit, just enough to thicken, and check your bacon. Oh yeah, that's what you want to see right there. You start getting that char, flip them, don't go too far on each side, you can always come back to it. Now there's not a perfect science to this bacon wrapped cheese stuffed chili peppers, but there's chili peppers, there's cheese, there's bacon. How could you possibly go wrong? Just remember, watch that sauce. You reduce down just a bit. Now it's time to add in a little bit of flour. With a whisk, add it slowly. You don't want big clumps in there. It will clump up, it will burn, it will absolutely ruin your sauce. Little at a time, and just whisk in. Gently whisk it in. Keep on going, get on there. You're gonna make a mess, don't worry about it. See that thickening up? That's exactly what you wanna see. Just a little bit more flour, and that's more than enough. You know what, while we have our cheddar cheese there, I'm gonna go ahead and grate some in our sauce. Cause who does not love cheddar cheese? Let that melt down in. Add a touch more salt, a little bit more pepper because you can never have enough pepper. A half cup to three quarter cup white wine. And this is from Baiting Hollow Vineyard. Delicious local Long Island wine. Pour it on in. You're gonna get all those nice notes of this Chardonnay to come through in your sauce. And we're just gonna mix that in. And we're gonna let our sauce reduce just a touch further and that Chardonnay is gonna bring us a nice, rich, earthy feel that only a local Long Island wine can offer. I'm gonna head back to my cheese-stuffed bacon-wrapped peppers. We're gonna make sure those are done crispy, succulent, delicious, and we're gonna come back, clean this up, and plate all of our dishes, and pair with a local Long Island wine. 
Well, we have our dish plated. We have our oven-baked pork chops with rosemary, thyme, garlic, and olive oil, our white wine cream sauce, and our cheese-stuffed bacon-wrapped peppers, and they are looking absolutely delicious. I cannot wait to dig in. First, I tasted the pork chop. Little of the cream sauce. Mmm. Creamy. That is one delicious sauce to go over that moist pork chop. Let's pair it with our wine. This is a mirage. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon from Baiting Hollow Farm Vineyard, and this is a horse rescue wine. So if you purchase these wines, you'll actually be donating to their horse rescue part of their vineyard. Cheers. Oh yeah, that is what I'm talking about. A perfect wine to go with some delectable swine. Onto our stuffed peppers. Get in there. Oh. We got that crispy bacon wrapped around our peppers stuffed with the cheese. Charred to perfection on our grill. Oh baby. Pork, cheese, peppers. How could you go wrong? Locally sourced, locally grown, locally eaten. If you want to know more about these recipes, visit my website, localcookingshow.com. Follow me on Twitter, at local underscore cooking. I'm Tim Schweitzer, and remember, eat fresh, eat local.